USHP.com. USA Radio News with Robert Walensky. Madam Speaker, Mr. Vice President, members of Congress, the First Lady of the United States. President Trump delivering his State of the Union speech on Capitol Hill, the president discussing national security, immigration reform, and finishing building the border wall. And my fellow Americans, we meet tonight at a moment of unlimited potential. As we begin a new Congress, I stand here ready to work with you to achieve historic breakthroughs for all Americans. Millions of our fellow citizens are watching us now gathered in this great chamber, hoping that we will govern not as two parties, but as one nation. You're listening to USA Radio News. Hi, this is Wayne Allen Root. Are you among the millions of Americans who feel uncertain when it comes to their health care? I'm happy to inform you there's a solution, and that solution is Liberty Health Share. Liberty HealthShare is a community of like-minded people who work together to pay for their medical costs. There are no networks, so you decide your doctor and hospital. Liberty HealthShare allows you to easily decide how, when, and where you will access health care. Because our rights come from God, not government. It could be the best practical, moral, and economical choice for you and your family. It was for me. I joined. I'm a member. My children are members. Starting at $107 a month for a single, up to $449 a month for a family. That's mom, dad, and all the kids for $449 per month. That's my cost, and I'm loving it. This is the way healthcare should be. For more information, call 855-58-LIBERTY. That's 855-58-LIBERTY. Or visit LightYourLiberty.com. That's LightYourLiberty.com. And regain control of your healthcare costs. Together, we're changing healthcare for good. Continuing now with our State of the Union coverage, one of the people President Trump inviting to attend the address on Capitol Hill, a boy bullied over his last name. Joshua Trump harassed by classmates at his school in Delaware, his parents telling local TV stations their son cursed at, in addition to being called an idiot and stupid. Now also invited to the State of the Union, a nine-year-old girl who has survived brain cancer and relatives of a couple killed in their Reno, Nevada home by an illegal alien. The president also inviting a Holocaust survivor who survives the shooting at the Tree of Life Synagogue where 11 people shot and killed while praying. A Pittsburgh police officer and SWAT team member who was shot multiple times while responding to the deadly October 2018 massacre also invited to the State of the Union. Taking a look now at your money on Wall Street, the Dow up 172 points, the Nasdaq up 54 and the S&P 500 up almost 13. This is USA Radio News. Nevada's largest film festival is back, February 7th through the 10th, the Damn Short Film Festival. Each February, filmmakers and film fans travel from all over the world and descend upon Boulder City, Nevada, and celebrate the art of short film. Nevada's favorite cultural event, the 15th annual Damn Short Film Festival, will present over 100 short films in all styles and genres. Check out damnshortfilm.org for tickets and a complete schedule. Lights, camera, action at the Damn Short Film Festival. The James Michael Redneck Comedy Magic Show at the Stratosphere is a must-see. This show is what you get when you cross David Copperfield with an episode of Hee Haw. Michael combines his hilarious antics with the wonderment of modern magic to create an amazing show each and every time. Our shopper, Mike, agrees. This is the show that I like when I know that my friends are coming to town. Thumbs up approval on this one. The James Michael Redneck Comedy Magic Show, Wednesday through Monday nights at 6 at the Stratosphere Hotel and Casino. 
right now at IHOP, order any breakfast combo and we'll sweeten the deal with all-you-can-eat pancakes. So get out your all-you-can-eat silverware because these pancakes aren't gonna all-you-can-eat themselves because pancakes don't do that. Get IHOP's all-you-can-eat pancakes with any breakfast combo. Or just get the all-you-can-eat pancakes for $4.99. What else you got going on today? Giving your vehicle some TLC is important. It gets you around town safely. It keeps you cool on those long drives across town, and when it's clean, it makes you look good. Your car does so much for you, you should do something special for your car. Head over to Hacienda Car Wash in detail at 70 East Centennial Parkway and have them give your car the works with the hand wash and detail that won't break the bank. Whether you need a quick outside wash or a full service detail, Hacienda Car Wash in detail has the service for you. The thoughts and opinions expressed in the following program are those of the program's participants and do not necessarily represent those of station staff, management, and advertisers. Get ready to kick it up a notch. If you live and breathe sports, then this is the place to get your hot takes. Welcome to Vegas Sports Hub. Vegas Sports Hub. With your host, Ian Rakelli, on KSHP AM 1400. Or stream the show live at KSHP.com. Now, turn up the volume and get ready for Vegas Sports Hub with Ian Rakelli. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Vegas Sports Hub here on KSHP 1400 AM. I'm your host, Ian Kelly. We have Ethan. We have Stevie here. Am I on? Oh, wow. Yes, you I am are on and loud. Yeah, you are definitely you on. You turned me down a little bit? Oh, I can definitely Thank turn you. you down. Absolutely. There. Thank you. And then, like I said, we got Stevie as well. How you doing, Ian? I'm doing pretty good as well. So, here's what we're going to do. We're going to start out with baseball First thing I want to talk about is Bryce Harper because there was something that was reported recently that caught my attention. Okay. It was reported that when the offseason was starting, when all of free agency was beginning, Bryce Harper was actually interested in playing for the Arizona Diamondbacks. Really? Absolutely correct. It was was actually, there somebody that, like, in specific, or what was the whole deal with him wanting to play for the Diamondbacks? Well, the whole, the whole ideal was that when it came to Bryce Harper— and it came to what he wanted to do for the Diamondbacks. It was reported that he wanted to be on the West Coast. Okay. It was reported that when it came to Phoenix, and it came to the fact that he wanted to start building a family and stuff like that with his wife, it was reported that he was trying to think of places that he could settle down and stuff like that. Okay. It was reported that Arizona, you know, he liked the community there. He liked the scenery of Phoenix. But the only catch was that the Arizona Diamondbacks are a rebuilding team. Right. They traded away Paul Goldschmidt out there in St. Louis. And then their second best player, A.J. Pollock, went to the Dodgers here in the offseason. So that's the one catch that caught Gross. his attention. But I will bring this up with Bryce Harper. What team is going to sign Bryce Harper? I'm actually going to ask people on social media. At Vegas Sports Hub, who do you think? Who do you think will be signing are Bryce we, Harper. Are we just doing on social media or can people call in? or? Hey, people can call in as well. If you want to call in and tell me your thoughts on Bryce Harper, 702-221-7283. 221-7283 is the number if you want to call in and give us your thoughts 
on Bryce Harper and where do you think he will go this offseason? Now, Ethan, I'm going to start with you. Okay. Based on the teams that have been reported with Bryce Harper, what team do you see him going? Do you see him going West Coast where he's, you know, very yes. where he started? I see him going West Coast. I'd love to see him play for the Padres. For the Padres, but explain to me why he would pick the Padres. Well, I'd just a team out of the blue. I, I don't has he met with the Padres? He met with them last week. Okay, so he met with the Padres. I'm I'm still I'm gonna say Padres. I feel like that would be the best fit for him. I feel like he could he could make the most impact with them. I feel like he could make the most money with them. Well, I do see your point there, and also you could bring in the fact that the Padres have the best farm system in baseball. They right do. Now. Yes. I will counteract counter counter offer you. Okay. And I will say that I'm still going to lean on the Philadelphia Phillies. Okay. Why? When I look at the Philadelphia Phillies, I look at the talent they have on their current roster. It looks like the Philadelphia Phillies is a team that is going to win now. When I look at the Padres and I look at the White Sox, they are a team that's building for the future. Do you see them as a postseason team this season? If they get Bryce Harper 100%, they will be a postseason team. What if they don't get Bryce Harper? If they don't get Bryce Harper, based on the fact that you have a NL East where you have the Braves, who are very young and made the postseason last year, the Mets are currently in a situation where they're 50-50. If their bullpen and their starting rotation is great. All right, we have a caller on the line. Short intermission. Short intermission, real quick. <laughs> we have somebody calling in. Hello, caller. Hello. Hello, caller. You're on. Hi. Hi, this is Abner Cadaver. <laughs> well, hello, Abner <laughs> Cadaver. How can I help you? You were talking about Bryce Harper, and I wanted to add a little bit of a little bit of light on that situation for you in Arizona. You said that he wouldn't necessarily be going into a good situation in Arizona and because they're missing some people at first base but you seem to you may not know this but I know personally that Kevin Crone is going to be the next first baseman in Arizona and he was in AAA played for the Reno Aces and he was really good so I don't think they have a first baseman problem over there I don't know if you mentioned anything like that I mean I'm going to say that when it comes to Reno and here's the thing Diamondbacks do have good talent out there. And you look at their prospects, you look at their farm system, the Diamondbacks don't have a problem there. Well, as for me, you know, as Abner, I've seen baseball for a lot of years, and it seems to me that you guys are onto something, but I, I think you need to look at everything that's going on with the Diamondbacks organization. You know what I mean? I mean, when it comes to organization, they have a lot of uh, pieces there. I mean, some that left, obviously, I mean, they still have some pieces down there in the farm system. And on their current roster as well, that's going to help them out moving forward. Okay, so you're saying that Bryce Harper is going to be a good fit or a not good fit in Arizona? If it was right now, I say they are not a good fit. But if it was uh, moving forward a couple of years down the line, I think it would be a possibility. How long, though? Well, how many years do you see? I mean, how many years? Uh, I say that when it comes to the amount of years. I'm going to say three or four years down the line for the Diamondbacks. Okay. Well, as myself, Mr. Cadaver, I say 
I think maybe it's something that Bryce Harper wants to sign right now, and he doesn't want to wait two or three years for a team to be good. He needs for a team to be good now because he's in the prime of his career, and if you put this guy on a team that isn't ready to win, I think it's a loser no matter what on both teams. Do you know what I'm saying? Oh, I understand what you're saying, but so, let me ask you. Let me ask you. So when it comes to the teams that are in the running for Bryce Harper, the White Sox, the Padres, they're teams that have a very good farm system as of right now. Do you think they would be a good fit, uh, Abner? The better fit would be the San Diego Padres because the – El Paso Chihuahuas are loaded with talent, and they have been for years, and it seems to me that they're closer to winning than the Chicago White Sox, which I do like the White Sox, but I don't think they're a good fit to have either Manny Machado or Bryce Harper. I think he's going to damage the chemistry. Either one of those would damage the chemistry, and that's according to Mr. Cadaver. I so, actually tend to agree with you there on the San Diego Padres because they're not my... Now, teams. I have a question for you, Mr. Um, Cad- Cadaver. Cad- Cadaver, thank you. Do you think he would sign with the Washington Nationals? Do you think no, he would resign? No, I don't think so. I think, his, I think his time has come up over there, and I just it's like my time has almost come up, too. I have to go to the little boys' room, but I wanted to participate with you gentlemen, and I hope that you continue on with your great work. We really like you out here. Well, I definitely appreciate that. Uh, thank you for calling in. Okay, you boys have a great night. You too. Thank you, caller. Well, I thank you, caller, for definitely calling in. But when I was going to get to my point about the Philadelphia Phillies, I think about win now for Bryce Harper. He's in the prime of his career. And the Philadelphia Phillies have a very good roster. They acquired... Uh, Gene Segura, a very all-star shortstop out there in their trade with the Seattle Mariners. You have Andrew McCutcheon, who's not the same player he was a couple of years ago, but he's still a good outfielder. I, I forget what team Andrew McCutcheon's on, because last time I checked, he was on the Pirates. I, don't, uh, I forget he, if he got traded. Here's what he was. He was with the Pirates last year. He, right. Then he went to the Giants in the offseason, then okay. went to the Yankees Ew. at the trade deadline, Gross. and now he's with the Phillies. Oh. Okay. What? Hmm, that's a lot yeah, of Yeah, he's been on a lot of teams. He's been a... a rotating carousel now why the yankees why the yankees because it's new york big city big lights big paycheck they're just the new york crankies i'm sorry here's the thing about uh the phillies though they also have uh reyes hoskins who i am very high on as well he's a very good outfielder so when i look at the philadelphia phillies the reason i'm picking them is because i think bryce harper is gonna win now padres and the white Sox are a very good team and don't get me wrong, a couple years down the line, when his deal is halfway through, they're going to be contenders, no doubt about it. But I think he is about winning now. Because let's let's also bring up this. I'm going to ask you this. Has Bryce Harper ever gotten past the NLDS in his career? I don't think so. He has never done it. In the entire time he's been with Washington Nationals, they've never gotten past the NLDS. Interesting. So that's something he wants to get done. And I told somebody, when it comes to Bryce Harper... This offseason was going to prove two things. Either was he in it for the money, and was he going to just go to any random team that gave him the most money, or was he going to go to a team that could get him a championship? And based on the teams that are in play, the answer is both. A team that could get him the most money, but also can get him a championship down the line. 
what do you think he's going to look forward to most, championships or money? When it comes to Bryce Harper, legacy is a big thing. Right. When it comes to any MLB player. And the fact that he is in his prime, and he's basically like his buddy Alex Ovechkin was before last year, I say it's about his legacy. It's about winning championships. So that's why he's making this decision. Okay, so he wants a ring before he's done. He wants to get a championship before he's done. Baseball players get rings, right? They Yeah, they get World Series rings. Okay, I know nothing about the sport, so I had to ask. That's actually a good thing to bring that up. I could just call you the <laughs> casual fan. I don't watch baseball in general, so... I could just call you the uncasual fan. Yeah, no, I'm the I'm the casual World Series watcher. Okay. Actually, I'm going to ask Stevie. Do you agree with me on that? Do you think Bryce Harper is thinking about his legacy right now? Probably. I, I think all all athletes of his stature do, uh, you know, as they're, as they're going along. Um, I, I think he's looking for the nice combo, the, the, the team that will pay him a, a, a lot of money, but, but will also be a team that he can win a championship with. Now, we're going to move on from the Bryce Harper conversation, and I'm going to move on to 10 contracts heading into 2019 that I think are awful for their team. I'm going to start out with the Pittsburgh Pirates, and that is Gregory Planco. Five-year deal, $52 million. My problem with him is that he hasn't proven the um, value that they thought he was going to be when he first started playing for the Pittsburgh Pirates. That's a weird last name, Planco. It's it might, fun to say. I mean, it's, it's fun to say, and there was a very <laughs> uh, very good player on the Phillies that uh, was also had the last name Planco as well. But when it came to um, the Pittsburgh Pirates, I just don't think that he is worth the deal they gave him. They had, saw a lot of promise. They thought he was a very good prospect when he first started playing for the Pirates, but that five-year deal is just not worth the value he is worth now for Pittsburgh. When you move on to the Cleveland Indians, this is actually a contract they just took from a trade they did this offseason. That is Carlos Santana. They got him in this uh, Philadelphia Phillies deal. It was a two-year, $35 million deal. He is not the player he was a couple of years ago when it comes to Santana. I mean, in $35 million, two years, that is around $17.5 for a player that is just not worth the value that he is now. A couple of years ago, it was valid, but not now for the Cleveland Indians, Carlos Santana. Now I'm going to move on to a former MVP in Ryan Braun. Now, he was an MVP back in 2011. We had the whole steroid allegations there in 2013 that happened. But when I look at his production value and I look at his wins above replacement, it's doable. But he's been a rotating outfielder the last couple of seasons for the Milwaukee Brewers. But they had to trade one of their outfielders just to make one of them work this offseason. So when I look at Ryan Braun, two years, $40 million is a horrible contract for a guy who is no longer an MVP-type player that he was a couple of years back. They just re-signed him to a two-year deal, right? Or did they, is this contract, this is his last year, right? I mean, this is the last on the deal that he signed when he was that MVP-type player. So technically, he could be traded this season. Well, they could, but the problem is is that nobody would want his contract. Because, like I said, he's been a rotating outfielder. In fact, there's been some series where he's not even in the starting lineup anymore. That's the problem with Ryan Braun. When do you think they he? The I see. If we're talking about teams eating a contract, maybe the Mets. The Mets have a possibility of eating up a contract like that. That of that size. Well, when you bring up the New York Mets, they're another team I have on this list as well because Robson Cano is a guy they acquired this offseason from the Seattle Mariners, 
Five years, $100 million. I take back what I just said then. Let me just think about this for a second. He is not the New York Yankee that he was a couple of years back when he was winning championships as a pinstripe. That's not who Robinson Cano is now. And he is not a bad player. In fact, his statistics is proof no, that he is. he's a really good player. He is not a bad player, but he's towards the end of his career. He's on the back end now. And five years, $100 million for Robinson Cano is a horrible deal. And also, I just like the fact that he started his career in New York, and now it looks like he's going to end his career in New York. Now, when I look at the Arizona Diamondbacks, we did bring them up earlier, and also I see their banners here in the KSHP uh, Proud sponsor studio. of KSHP. I'm going to talk about Zach Granke. A guy who won a Cy Young just a decade ago. When he was with Kansas City, he was a young pitcher with a lot of promise. But now that was now it's a decade later. Three years, $104 million left on the deal he signed with Arizona a couple of years back. My problem is that he had a first year was great in Arizona. The first year he lived up to it. But the last couple of years have been awful. His ERA has been down. His wins and losses have been on a very bad stretch there. So when I look at Zach Greinke, those three years, $104 million is not going to work for Arizona. I'm going to move on to Kansas City, the team that Zach Greinke used to play for. I'm going to talk about starting pitcher Danny Duffy, three years, $46 million. He had a very bad 2018. He, look, he could improve in 2019. He could get back to what he did in about 2015, 2016. But when I look at Danny Duffy, he is not worth $46 million over the next three years in Kansas City. I'd not be surprised if they tried to buy him out or tried to swap him to another team in the distant future. Now, the Miami Marlins, I want to bring up this guy because the, the money isn't that much compared to the other people on this list, but it's the name that is very interesting. Derek Jeter? Not Derek Jeter. Because he is the GM of the He is the Marlins. GM, and you know they did get rid of, Mar- of a Marlins fan that has been there from the very beginning. But Wee Yen Chen. Who? Exactly my point. <laughs> he got signed to a five-year, $80 million deal a couple of winters back. And he has two years, $42 million remaining. But here's a problem with him. He's only won 13 games in the three seasons he has been in Miami. Is he a pitcher? He is a pitcher. Is he a right-handed? That's the problem with right-handed pitchers. It's just that when it comes to Wee Yen Chen, first off, nobody knows who this guy is. And, and the reason is validated. Three, 13 wins in three years. And an ERA of barely below five. Yikes. And he was good. He had productive seasons in Baltimore, but he was not worth five years, $80 million, and it is biting the Miami Marlins in the you-know-what. Now I'm going to move on to the Toronto Blue Jays. For their scenario that they have right now, it is Russell Martin. One year, $16 million. You might not think that's not bad. Here's the catch. Russell Martin is going to be the starting catcher for the Los Angeles Dodgers this season. They are paying him $16 million to play for somebody else. And I always find that's interesting in sports when that deal happens. Mm-hmm. When a player is like, hey, we don't want you to be on our team, so we're going to pay you to go play for somebody else. Which I always just think is uh, interesting. Yeah, you have to be pretty bad to be traded, but and then you're still getting paid. Right. It's you're, you're getting million. paid that much money. $16 million, that's a It's a lot, but like when you compare the I rest want of that this, money. I think we all want that money. Stevie, you'd want that money, right? Uh, yes, please send me a check immediately. <laughs> we can all split it. We'd all split fine. that check. And then I also want to move on to the San Francisco Giants, Johnny Cueto. He was a very good pitcher out there in Kansas City and Cincinnati beginning his career. But he had Tommy John surgery in 2018. He's going to miss all of 2019. 
The fact that he's getting paid three years, $70 million to miss the entire season is absolutely ridiculous for the San Francisco Giants. Why do you think they have one of the highest payrolls in baseball, even though they lost 98 games? That is just how bad San Francisco has gone from winning three out of six titles in the beginning of this decade to now being one of the worst out there in San Francisco. And lastly, I want to end this segment of uh, top 10 worst contracts with a player who is a triple crown winner a couple of years back, and that was Miguel Cabrera. Five years. He's still playing. And uh, when I tell you his contract, you're going to be more surprised. Okay. Five years, $154 million. Why? Remaining. Why? Why? Because he was a triple crown winner. How old is he? He is in his mid-30s now. That's a lot of money for a middle for a mid-aged 30 guy. And the biggest problem with Miguel Cabrera is he's had injuries the last two seasons. And they still have to pay him for the next five years, regardless if he retires, if they trade him, if they cut him, regardless. That's a lot of money. And that's why I left him as at the bottom, because it is one of the worst contracts in baseball, no doubt. I would say that's probably the worst contract in baseball. That is absolutely the worst contract in baseball. Well, because he could retire and they would still be paying him. Yeah, they could do what Bobby uh, Bobby Bonilla, where basically they're paying him sure. millions of dollars every single year. Yikes. Or, you know, maybe they can just do Rick, Rick DiPietro, who's getting paid millions of dollars to still be an analyst for the New York Islanders every single year. <laughs> Speaking of which, can I have Rick DiPietro's life, by the way? Being an analyst and you're still getting paid millions of dollars until 2035? Uh, you cannot have his life, but I, but I understand your point. <laughs> now, we are going to cut to break, and when we come back, we are going to get into the NFL here on Vegas Sports Hub, KSHP, 1400 AM. Don't turn that dial. We'll be right back in just a little STN Sports is the only sports betting app you need this season. STN Sports has it all. In-play betting, mobile parlay cards, the Play Plus card to fund and withdraw from anywhere in Nevada, and the latest lines on every game. STN Sports even lets you earn rewards on every bet. Safe and easy betting from your phone or tablet. Go to StationCasinoSports.com or sign up at any Station Casino, Fiesta Wildfire, or the El Cortez. Details at the Sportsbooks. On May 15, 1946, a young Tommy Kolax introduced Los Angeles to a hamburger with gusto. Over 70 years later, Tommy's hamburgers are world famous for their chili and chili burgers. Tommy's also features chili cheese dogs, breakfast burritos, chili tamales, thick milkshakes, and chili cheese fries. Dine in or carry out at Tommy's three Las Vegas locations, Craig in the 95, Boulder Highway just north of Harmon, and St. Rose just west of Eastern. Find the shack and you'll be back at Tommy's Hamburgers. Since 1937, Krispy Kreme Donuts has been delighting its customers with their hot, fresh glazed goodness. Delicious donuts made fresh to order all day long. Enjoy a variety of incredible creations like their chocolate iced raspberry filled, strawberry iced with sprinkles, or the classic original glazed. Krispy Kreme is a great way to fundraise for your organization. Stop in and try one of their signature iced coffees or blended drinks. They go great with donuts. Be sure to check them out online at KrispyKreme.com. That's KrispyKreme.com. Taste the joy that is Krispy Kreme. 
gravity, we're proud to be Las Vegas' best-rated sports park. We bring the thrill of extreme aerial action off the screen and into reality with liberating physical experiences that are enjoyed by all ages, whether it's our stunt fall ninja warrior course, foam pits, launch pads, dunk basketball, or many other amazing attractions. Visit 7350 Prairie Falcon. That's 7350 Prairie Falcon. Or online at www.gravity.com. Hi, I'm Dirk, and I just took a trip to the Hawaiian Islands, ending up in Maui. It was there where I tried my first authentic Hawaiian shave ice. My reaction was heard around the island, Meowie Wowie. I was hooked, and now I have brought this sweet treat to the Ninth Island. It's called Meowie Wowie Hawaiian Shave Ice Cafe. We are Vegas-born, Hawaiian-inspired. Come in for lunch or dinner and stay for the shaved ice. You can find me shaving at 4555 South Fort Apache Road, or find us on Facebook under Meowie Wowie Hawaiian Shave Ice Cafe. Sports Hub presents This Day in Sports History. In 2017, Super Bowl 51, New England Patriots defeated the Atlanta Falcons 34-28. 2012, New York Giants beat the New England Patriots 21-17 to win the Super Bowl. In 2006, Super Bowl 40, Pittsburgh Steelers beat Seattle Seahawks 21-10. In 1998, Tom Clancy agrees to purchase the Minnesota Vikings for more than $200 million. In 1991, Los Angeles Kings' Dave Taylor scored 1,000 points. In 1989, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar became the first player in NBA history to score 38,000 points. In 1978, Fred Newman made 88 consecutive free throws while blindfolded. In 1969, Vince Lombardi became part owner and head coach of the Washington Redskins. In 1943, Jake Limota defeated Sugar Ray Robinson by unanimous decision in Detroit. This has been Sports Hub's This Day in Sports History. And hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to Vegas Sports Hub here hello. on KSHP 1400 AM. That was This Day in Sports History. Now, I want to get into football because Super Bowl ended... Obviously, we all have opinions on what happened, but I do want to bring up a bet that happened on Super Bowl weekend that I was—I I told my grandma I was going to have on air just to embarrass her for my entertainment. Now, we had a bet between my family where we saw these cookies in a grocery store. We were in a store. We were walking around. We saw these cookies. One was a Patriots cookie one was, and one was a Rams cookie. Yeah. So we decided to buy both of them. Ooh. And here was the bet, ladies and gentlemen. I betted that the Patriots were going to win, and she betted that the Rams were going to win. And the bet was whoever lost had to eat the winner's cookie. Okay. Sure enough, the Patriots did win. We all know what happened. And she had to eat live on camera. On camera, she had to eat the Patriots cookie, and she was calling them cheaters and saying that the balls were deflated while on video. If you have me on Facebook or if you want to follow me on Facebook – at Vegas Sports Hub. You can check out the video. It is hilarious watching her basically saying the Patriots are a bunch of cheaters and stuff like that. It is absolutely hilarious. I just wanted to give a shout-out to my grandma real quick for doing the video and actually holding up her end of the bet <laughs> and eating her words, per se, with the Patriots cookie. Now, here's what I'm going to do because NFL is officially over and the offseason is going to be starting in a little bit. I want to make ten predictions. Okay. For this NFL offseason. Okay. Now, here's the thing about this NFL offseason. That a lot of things are going to go down with the draft, free agency, trades. And the first 
prediction that I'm going to do is that Antonio Brown, the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to trade him to an NFC West team. Trade him or release him? They're going to trade him to the NFC West. Okay. When I look at Antonio Brown, the fact that his ego has become so massive that it has become a big deal in Pittsburgh. Coaches have gone against him. When I look at Antonio Brown, he still has value, obviously. He's a very good wide receiver. It's just that when it comes to Antonio Brown, he's going to get traded this offseason. Where do you I have see him team. going? I'm going to tell you, and it's a team that not many people are going to like, Seattle Seahawks. Gross. Move on. <laughs> I mean, where would you trade him? Where would you trade Antonio Brown? I'd send him to the Browns. They, they need a wide receiver. Hold up. If you're the Pittsburgh Steelers, why would you trade him to your division where you have to play him twice a year? Why not? They get money. They probably get Jarvis Landry. But you know how good of a talent Antonio Brown is on the field. Yes, but you realize that the Browns need wide receivers. Okay, I'm just going to give you this real quick. A general manager doesn't trade within their division. Here's the reason why. Yes, they, don't... they do. No, no. How many times in hockey have you seen that happen? I'm not talking about hockey. I'm talking about NFL. Two different beasts. Doesn't matter. GMs are the same thing in both football and hockey. You will have, let's say that Gerard Gallant, no, I'm sorry, the Knights will trade, let's say, take him out of the blue, Zekov. They'll trade him to the Kings if they can get good money. Well, once again, I'm saying good that players. The, the NHL is different than the NFL. NHL trades happen within the divisions all the time when it comes to the NHL. So why can't the NFL? Here's, here's the difference with the NFL. And here's the reason why the Patriots and the Colts didn't do a deal for almost 25 years between the two teams. It's because when you're trading between the divisions, that means you've got to face that opponent twice a, a, a year. <clears throat> you've got to face that guy every, twice a year. And when it comes to Antonio Brown, I don't see him going to Cleveland. I don't think Pittsburgh wants to play him twice a year. I, I, I say you're wrong. And I say that the Pittsburgh Steelers want to prove to Antonio Brown that they can beat him. And what better way to say that we can beat you than send him to a rival? Well, you know what? You're going to go with Cleveland. I'm going to go with Seattle. I just think Seattle makes a lot of sense because Russell Wilson needs a number one wide receiver to throw to. Okay. Now, the other prediction I'm going to do is with your Denver Broncos. Okay. And I think that you'll Uh-oh. be interested in this one. I say that the Denver Broncos are going to buy out Case Keenum. And I say that they are going to go for a Super Bowl winning quarterback out of Philadelphia. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say Brady, and I was going to say that's not even close. No, of course it wouldn't be Brady. I'm not, I'm not going to be that nice to the Denver Broncos. <laughs> no, I don't want Brady. We, don't, we he, don't need Brady. Well, see, here's the thing. I think Nick Foles would be a great fit for the Denver Broncos. Do you agree with me on that? No, I do not agree with you. I, I will stick to my guns, and I will say that Andy Dalton is probably the best quarterback for the Denver Broncos. Why do you think Andy Dalton's the best fit? Have you seen his play style? He he's an amazing quarterback. I feel like if if the Broncos signed Andy Dalton, Andy Dalton would have so many talented wide receivers and running backs in Philip Lindsay. So Denver's probably the best bet for his play style. But I see I see if you're if you're saying Foles, I see Foles going to Cincinnati. Okay, I'll tell you this. Dalton has to get traded though. He can't be signed as a free agent. He What's has to get traded. How- how many years does he have? I believe he has one more after this soon. So he can get traded. It doesn't matter. The The Bengals aren't losing anything. So let's just say that what you say does happen. Okay. Foles goes to Cincinnati. De- Dalton goes to Denver. Okay. Who gets the better part of that deal? Probably the Bengals, if we're, if we're being completely honest. 
Because here's the thing about Nick Foles, is that they're going to put the franchise tag on him. That's what's been reported. The Eagles are planning on franchise tagging him and then trading him. Right? Okay, sure. The only problem is, is what are they going to get for him? Because the problem with the... Probably Nick, a couple pro- draft picks. Probably with Nick Foles is that he's not going to get a first-round pick. If this was Carson Wentz or if this was a younger quarterback, first-round pick, absolutely. But the problem with Nick Foles is he's been here for a couple of seasons. I don't see him getting a first-round pick. Maybe a second-round pick. Maybe a package of second, third-round picks. But I don't see a first-round pick for Nick Foles. Interesting. I, I, I mean, I guess, but... Uh, a couple I, I would say if anything either second or third round draft picks now I will say one more quarterback that won a Super Bowl that I will throw out there Joe Flacco will he be a good fit for the Denver Broncos for the Broncos no maybe uh, what what other teams need a quarterback right now because well, I, I would see him the the Ravens backup is an, is an amazing quarterback I see him taking Joe Flacco's place. I, if anything, I would see Flacco retiring, unless a good team or a team would be willing to sign him. Well, the thing with Joe Flacco is that if it's not Denver, I I would propose a team like Jacksonville, or okay. or a team like Oakland if they got rid of Derek uh, Derek Carr. See, here's the problem with Denver. Uh, I feel like they have too much hope in Keenum so they're not going to trade him even though Bronco fans all over want him to be traded he just I feel like John Elway is trusting him too much and so they're going to keep him in the in the blue and orange Broncos not Bears for as long as they can for the four years and the Broncos aren't going to do anything with that they're going to the Broncos had high hopes when Keenum was with Minnesota, correct? Minnesota was a lot of high hopes, but there was also a lot of upside as well because of how good he did in those limited amount of starts. Right. Well, they saw what Keenum did in Minnesota in that playoff game. So that's what caused Denver to want to sign him. Now, I'm going to move on to another uh, prediction real quick. And actually, I'm going to move on to the Cleveland Browns. When I move on to Cleveland Browns, I'm actually going to make a prediction that they're going to sign the best free agent in this class. Who? Demarcus Lawrence, the defensive end from the Dallas Cowboys. When I look at all of the uh, when I look at all of the uh, classes and everything that's going on there, when I look at Demarcus Lawrence and what he has done with the Cowboys the last two seasons, putting him up with Miles Garrett out there in Cleveland would be a great idea. I don't know if the Cowboys want to trade him right now. He's a free agent. They might want to re-sign him, though. I want to re-sign him, but when I look at Cleveland, they have the most cap space among any team. Do they? Among any team, Cleveland Browns have the most cap space. Interesting. And to me, I think they're going to start spending when it comes to the Cleveland Browns. They, they kind of have to. Right. Um, sorry. Just... I mean, sorry, we just thought <laughs> about you know the Jaguars and Joe, Joe Flacco. Flacco. <laughs> now, but that's just the thing I see with the Cleveland Browns. I mean, they're going to go out and spend money because they have the availability to do so. And they actually have a good team starting to be built right now in Cleveland. Yes. So that brings me back to my point. The Browns are going to sign wide receiver Antonio Brown because they have the money. And he's a free agent. So Pittsburgh can't really say anything. 
Well, I mean, that's the thing I'm also going to say about that, is when it comes to Cleveland, they're going to go all out. So your Antonio Brown fury, it does hold up right there. Right. And but, I, I, th- I feel like he wants to play in Cleveland with a young quarterback because he's played in Pittsburgh for how long? Six years? He's been there for nine years now. Nine years. Wow. I was way off. Oops. So he's been there for nine years, so he's played with a very talented quarterback for the past nine years. He might want to go with a younger quarterback who's only in his second year. I mean, Baker Mayfield's a great talent. We saw what he did in year one. I think he's going to improve from years moving forward. See, I see next year the Browns are in the playoffs as a wild card team. It's a very good possibility. When you look at the AFC North, I mean, Baltimore is going to have a very young quarterback as well. Pittsburgh, I think, is on the decline. When you look at what Pittsburgh has done the last couple of years. They're on the decline, but I don't think they're look. I think they're looking for different possibilities other than a quarterback. I don't think a quarterback is on their mind right now because of how capable Big Ben is. Right, but the talent around them, I mean, I know you have Juju Smith-Schuster, but there really isn't much else on the offense for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Right. Well, who's the running back? Uh, James Conner. Yeah. All right. And then uh, the other thing I'm going to say real quick as my other prediction before we move on to the NHL. My other prediction is that I say the Arizona Cardinals are going to trade out of their number one overall pick and get more picks in return. Interesting. Because here's the thing about Arizona Cardinals. When I look at the prospects that are in this NFL draft, it's very defensive heavy. There's a lot of defensive players that are on top of the boards right now. So when I look at the Arizona Cardinals, it's a very good proposition for them to trade out of the first overall pick and get more in return for them. I mean, we saw what happened in the last couple of years with the Titans. They traded out of the first overall pick with Jared Goff. When you look at what they did with Cleveland with Carson Wentz back in uh, 2016, and we all remember what happened in 2012, Robert Griffin, uh, St. Louis Rams, Washington Redskins. We all remember that. You get massive things in return when you're trading with higher draft picks. So I say the Cardinals trade out of it, get a massive return, and you know what? Nick Bosa is going to project it to be the first overall pick. Is he as good as his brother right now? We don't know yet. He could be. He could not. So when I look at Arizona, I think it is good for them to trade out of the first overall pick. What do you think? I I kind of see it happening. I feel like they need someone on the offensive side more than anything. Um, how Larry Fitzgerald signed resigned, didn't he? Yeah, he's he, a one year deal right now. He signed now. a one year deal to stay in Arizona. Yeah, I I feel like if anything, they would be looking to replace him right now. Um. Just as a as a backup, so if he does get injured on a weird play or anything, then they have a a good wide receiver, so a young wide receiver. So I I feel like if they were to trade out their top spot, they might go. I don't know. They they would definitely have to look for a wide receiver. But that's that's the scary part with trading out a top a top pick is your player that you're looking at might not be available. Well, and there's also been reports that there are teams like the Broncos, like the Dolphins, like the Redskins, that are thinking about moving up to get a quarterback in the uh, in the higher part of the draft because like, they're in the 10, 14, 16 range. Well, I know for the Broncos, I, they're looking for a fourth string. Well, here, well because here, they well, only have top, they only have three strings right now, so they right. they need their fourth string. Well, well, here's the thing I've read about the Denver Broncos. Okay, they oh. are very high on Missouri's quarterback Drew Locke. Oh, John we Elway. all know how Missouri quarterbacks do. 
Well, my point is, is that they're very high on him. And I have a feeling that if Drew Locke is projected to be one of the top quarterbacks in this draft, who says the Darren Broncos don't trade up with a team like the Jets or a team like the 49ers to move up and get him? Right, but if if the Broncos are smart, then they'll see what happened with Paxton Lynch and they'll realize, hey, he's a bust. Don't draft out of Missouri. He was actually University of Memphis with Paxton Lynch. Whatever. All right, that being said, this is our end of our football segment. Oh, when we, I want to bring one more thing up. Did you guys hear that the that the Raiders are going to play at Giants Stadium? They're going to play at AT&T Park out there in San Francisco. I think it's a good move, honestly. They're moving from one ballpark to another ballpark. Once a much again, better ballpark. Once again, it's a better ballpark. AT&T Park is one of the best stadiums in baseball. Okay, no doubt. But why would you go from ballpark to ballpark? It's only one season. It's not gonna. It's not gonna affect them. It doesn't matter. They should play at either the Speedway or stay in Oakland, even though, even though the Coliseum doesn't want them. Well, actually, I was gonna say you could propose that they should have played at Levi Stadium with the 49ers and shared it for half and half. Uh, see, I it would take too long to paint the field unless they were to only do the, the end kind of zones. Sim- kind of similar to what the Giants and the Jets do. Yeah, if you've ever seen MetLife Stadium. Yeah, they, they only do the logo, the NFL shield in the at the 50, and they only have the end zones painted. All right, so when we come back here on Vegas Sports Hub, we're going to get into hockey. We're going to talk about the Vegas Golden Knights, and we're going to talk about the NHL trade deadline here on Vegas Sports Hub, KSHP 1400 AM. The biggest party in Las Vegas is brewing at the one and only German restaurant and beer hall, Hofbräuhaus, Las Vegas. Beer, food, fun, and live entertainment every day of the week. Follow the leader and have your next night out at Hofbräuhaus, Las Vegas, where it's Oktoberfest every day. For more information or to make your reservation, call 702-853-BEER or visit HofbräuhausLasVegas.com. We take pride in knowing how to party. Come to our house and experience it for yourself. Prost! Right now at IHOP, order any breakfast combo and we'll sweeten the deal with all-you-can-eat pancakes. So get out your all-you-can-eat silverware because these pancakes aren't going to all-you-can-eat themselves because pancakes don't do that. Get IHOP's all-you-can-eat pancakes with any breakfast combo. Or just get the all-you-can-eat pancakes for $4.99. What else you got going on today? STN Sports is the only sports betting app you need this season. STN Sports has it all. In-play betting, mobile parlay cards, the Play Plus card to fund and withdraw from anywhere in Nevada, and the latest lines on every game. STN Sports even lets you earn rewards on every bet. Safe and easy betting from your phone or tablet. Go to StationCasinoSports.com or sign up at any Station Casino, Fiesta Wildfire, or the El Cortez. Details at the Sportsbooks. On May 15, 1946, a young Tommy Kolax introduced Los Angeles to a hamburger with gusto. Over 70 years later, Tommy's hamburgers are world famous for their chili and chili burgers. Tommy's also features chili cheese dogs, breakfast burritos, chili tamales, thick milkshakes, and chili cheese fries. Dine in or carry out at Tommy's three Las Vegas locations, Craig in the 95, Boulder Highway just north of Harmon, and St. Rose just west of Eastern. Find the shack and you'll be back at Tommy's Hamburgers. 
Since 1937, Krispy Kreme Donuts has been delighting its customers with their hot, fresh glazed goodness. Delicious donuts made fresh to order all day long. Enjoy a variety of incredible creations like their chocolate iced raspberry filled, strawberry iced with sprinkles, or the classic original glazed. Krispy Kreme is a great way to fundraise for your organization. Stop in and try one of their signature iced coffees or blended drinks. They go great with donuts. Be sure to check them out online at KrispyKreme.com. That's KrispyKreme.com. Taste the joy that is Krispy Kreme. At Gravity, we're proud to be Las Vegas' best-rated sports park. We bring the thrill of extreme aerial action off the screen and into reality with liberating physical experiences that are enjoyed by all ages, whether it's our stunt fall ninja warrior course, foam pits, launch pads, dunk basketball, or many other amazing attractions. Visit 7350 Prairie Falcon. That's 7350 Prairie Falcon. Or online at www.gravity.com. Ethan here is dancing like a Fortnite person, which is definitely a great thing to look at. I don't at. play Fortnite. Well, Vegas Golden Knights, they uh, beat the Tampa Bay Lightning 3-2 in a shootout that just ended a couple of minutes ago. Now, snapping their their losing streak. I mean, their four-game losing streak was snapped here tonight in Tampa Bay. Now, before this game happened, and when it came to this losing streak, there was a four-game streak. I just wanted to ask, I just wanted to go to Stevie real quick. Why were they struggling these past four games when it came to the Vegas Golden Knights? The first thing I would point to is the power play. They, they just, the power play was not working. There was a, I forget who it was, that beat them by a goal, and they were 0 for 5 on the power play that night. Was it and Carolina? It, it may have been. Um, I, they, be, I they, believe it was Carolina, yeah. They, they, just, they, they just need to get the power play going, and... and uh, and even though they came away with the uh, with the win tonight, they they still that that still needs work. And and, and to me, it's as simple as dumping the puck, going and getting it, and, and getting it to and then going to the net. They 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 want to do this drop pass all the time to create gaps, which in my opinion doesn't really work. But teams are used to it now, so they're playing for it. And 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 or they'll try and pass it in at the blue line. And uh, the other teams know they're going to do that. They stand up the blue line and they cause a turnover. Well, kind of like going in this Tampa Bay game just a little while ago. They, the the Lightning were prepared. They saw what the Knights were doing. The Knights were passing the puck out of their zone into center ice, but the Lightning were right there, standing at the blue line, ready to pick the puck off, and they had breakaway chances. Well, the other thing I wanted to point out, too, is that during this four-game road streak, the offense has been struggling, you know, when it comes to the third period. I've noticed when the third period, they don't light up the lamp as much as they did in the first two. I, I would like to – I think they need to play the simple game more. Uh, as uh, Ethan said, you, you don't move the puck out of your own end into center ice. You go up the boards or you or you make shorter passes, right? Then, again – you get the puck deep. You win puck. They have guys who can win one-on-one puck battles. That's one of their strengths. So dump the puck, go get it, and take it to the net. And I think that that will help their offense. Look at the fourth line. The fourth line, almost all shift that they're on the ice, they're down below the goal line, 
scrap, you know, uh, fighting for the puck, having the puck down there deep. And then when they get it, I don't know how Belmar does this, but he'll take his skate and he'll just pin that puck and no one can take it from him. (laughs) And then all of a sudden he's in front of the goal with the puck. It's amazing to me. But uh, the, the other lines need to play more of that kind of a style of hockey and they'll get more opportunities. That, that's my opinion. Is there a team – this is going to sound like a weird question for you. Is there a team in the league that you think the Knights could emulate on, on a power play or anything? Like, I mean, the first do, team I probably would think Does that make any of, sense? Well, I understand your question. I think the team that you're probably talking about is maybe San Jose when it comes to the power play. Oh, San right. Jose is great on the power play. But they, <laughs> but they have Burns and Carl. Well, Carlson's injured now. But they have Burns and Carlson normally. So, uh, I, you know, no, so, no other team's going to match that. So would you say that for the Knights, are Carlson and Burns are Reeves and Belmar? Uh, not, In not, a way on, like, the power play. Uh, no, they're, they're, it's, it, no they're, they're completely different players. It, uh, Burns and, uh, and, and Carlson have much more skill. They, they 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 can move the puck. They 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 can fake guys. Uh, um, Reeves and and Belmar are more straight ahead players. You know I've got the puck and I'm coming, and uh, and and they 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 just grind. They're grinders is what they are. Uh, 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 San Jose has has more talent, so they they can be they can be fancy and get away with it. They don't have to grind so much. All right. Well, I mean the other thing is is that the next upcoming games. The last game of the road trip, Detroit. First time they're going to be playing them this season. Now, and then you got Columbus this Saturday at the T-Mobile Arena. When you're looking forward for the Golden Knights, what do they need to do now? Because they got that win. They have their two points. But what do they need to do to capitalize on it? They need to focus on the power play and the penalty kill. That is what is costing them the most, and that is what's costing them hockey games. They are Their, their power play is god-awful right now. Let's look back at the Minnesota game. I, I don't want to look back on games, but the Minnesota game is a perfect example. They they let the Wild kill a five-on-three power play. Not one shot on goal. I mean, that's, I totally agree with you there. I mean, power play, and then also, like like you said. Uh, and then, Stevie, what about you? Like, what do they need to do moving forward for the Vegas Golden Knights? I think they play need to, need to play more like they played tonight. Again, a, a grinding kind of a style. I think part of the, part of the reason that they've had trouble lately is Carrier's been out of the lineup. I I don't think the people realize what he does for that team. Uh, I I like um, I, th- I think the Carpenter played the fourth line tonight instead of Nosek. Uh, Carpenter rather, he played fourth line with Belmar. And I'd I'd rather have Nosek down there on the fourth line. I I, I think he's better. Um, I like Reeves being on the fourth line because you've got one banger there, and I, I like Carrier being on the third line because now you've got a banger there. That 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 spreads out the hits kind of but uh, uh, you get the other team has to endure more hits as opposed to putting Carrier and Reeves on the fourth line together that then they're only uh, attacking one or two lines well when you're speaking of the Lions when Carrier does come back we've mm-hmm. seen you know Zykov was on the first line tonight Smith on the third line as of late but when Carrier does come back what do you think is going to happen when it comes to the line changes do you think Smith will be eventually back on the first line what do you see happening? I think eventually the Knights would like to do that. Um, I think that the Knights are going to do whatever works. Uh, Zekoff worked really well on the top line tonight, so th- you can better believe that he'll he'll be on the top line next game. Um, that 
Gallant's trying to find the mix. They, I think that that Carlson and March or so probably ought to be split up right now. They 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 don't seem they did tonight, but previous to that they they weren't seem uh, didn't seem to have much chemistry. Um, I I have my I have my thoughts about what I would do. I don't I don't think Gallant's going to do this, but I think moving Pat's ready down to the third line. But what? What I and Gallant are both searching for, in essence, are something that works. He's he's trying anything to get to get some chemistry on some line and, and, and get him going. So, and it's it's um, again, uh, Zekoff worked well on the top line tonight. Maybe that'll continue. Maybe they found something there. All right, because it's all about chemistry, and chemistry is very important in hockey. We all know that. Now, speaking of chemistry and speaking of the Vegas Golden Knights, I did want to talk about something real quick that I was thinking about recently. The Vegas Golden Knights do not have a captain. They're one of the teams who does not have one. Right. But when you look at the roster and every, all of the talent and all the experience that they have in leadership, who should be the Vegas Golden Knights captain? I have a couple of people that I think would be great. I'm going to start out with Max Pacioretty. When he first came here, I thought he would might be the captain because he was the captain out there in Montreal. But when I look at what he's done this season, I don't know if he would be the captain here for the Vegas Golden Knights. He's not a captain candidate for me. Um, I could tell you who my captain candidates would be. I, uh, for, it's March or so for me, and, and, and that is, is the guy that I would definitely take. I also understand that the players really respect Riley Smith in, in, the, uh, in the locker room. So he's another possibility. And then my third possibility would be Nate Schmidt. But, uh, but I, I think March or so is the guy. And then, Ethan, do you agree? What about Marcus up? I, I completely agree. He was my top pick as well. I actually had the same list as Stevie. I would say Marcus. Can I change Smith my list and, then? Yes, please. <laughs> I mean, I don't the want thing. the same list as you. Well, see, here's the thing. I didn't think the patch ready for now. Like, if you're asking me, like, today, would I have patch ready at the top? No, I wouldn't. I agree with you. I think Marcus Salt is the best option for the Vegas Golden Knights. The thing with Pacioretty is it's his first year with Vegas. I feel like if the Vegas Golden Knights were looking for a captain right now, it would be somebody who's, quote-unquote, a seasoned veteran in Vegas. So maybe Schmidt, Carlson. It wouldn't be England because I think he's on his last leg. Yeah, I I feel like this would be his last season. I, th- I think this will be England's last season, and 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 he'll work in the front office or be a coach or community relations or something. I think he might be a scout. And it is a possibility. There is also one other player I do want to bring up because people have talked about his leadership skills. What about Pierre Edward Belmar and the fact that when it comes to the locker room and, and the uh, people who respect Belmar for the Vegas Golden Knights? Uh, yeah, I don't mind him being a candidate. I, I respect him. I, I, I think he um, has a lot of respect from the other players in the locker room. Uh, I just like I'm like Marcia so better. Normally, a fourth line guy is not a captain. Um, that's just normally the way it goes. But uh, but that's no disrespect to Belmar. He he is a class guy and he has respect in that locker room. And then, like we said, Tampa Bay lost to Vegas three two in a shootout. And I just want to ask one final thing before we get off air. Uh, when it comes to shootouts, I want to ask people here on social media at Vegas Sports Hub. Are you a fan of the shootouts? Or would you prefer a overtime three-on-three system? Personally, I'm a fan of the overtime where it's three-on-three. You go until somebody puts it in the back of the net. 
You, Ethan, you were talking about how the fact that you love the shootouts. Why do you love them? I do. I, I love the shootouts. I feel like it's a chance for players, not not only stars, but like players that are maybe on the fourth line to show their skills and and have a one-on-one opportunity against the, the netminder. All right, and then Stevie. I don't like shootouts. I'd like to see the three-on-three go a little bit longer. I don't think you just go until there's a goal because he's, uh, you can really wear guys out, and that can really affect the next couple of games for him. So, but I would like to see the three-on-three go a little bit longer. All right, and this was Vegas Sports Hub here in KSHP 1400. I'm your host, Ian or Kelly. Thank you to Ethan and thank you to Stevie for uh, being here in the studio. Thank you to Adnar for uh, coming in for the baseball <laughs> segment. I definitely appreciated that. Now, follow us on social media at Vegas Sports Hub, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. And if you want to, uh, and if you want to contribute to Vegas Sports Hub, definitely www.vegasportshub.com. This is Vegas Sports Hub, and we will see you next week. Bye.